welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello everybody at home and welcome to Second Contact, a Lower Decks commentary podcast. I am your co-host Tristan Riddell and with me as always is... Charlene Schmidt. Charlene Schmidt. This week we have another Lower Decks animation... Extravaganza. Uh, extravaganza, thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Something, <laughs> something big and verbose. Something yeah. like that. And so we get so excited every single week to give this podcast to you because it means we get to watch Lower Decks again. We get to talk with our, our close friend and co-hosts. And and we also get to deliver Star Trek comedy gold to to the masses, uh, <laughs> uh, amplified by us. Yes, and it's yes. I just I love doing this show, and I love doing it with you. And Lower Decks is just delivering every single week. Oh man. I look forward to Thursdays so freaking much. And it's all because of Lower Decks and it's all because of this podcast. I love podcasting with you too, buddy. I mean, my life is not complete without it. When we take our breaks, it's just, it's, it's, it's like, it's a loss. Something is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I feel that way towards you, but I, and I feel that way towards the show too, because regardless, I, I've seen people who hate New Trek. Like New oh, Age Trek, where they hate Discovery, they hate Picard and everything like that. Yeah, and I, yeah. I tell these people, like, give Lower Decks a shot. It is a love letter to the fans. That is very much what it is. And so people who can't stand Discovery and Picard, are if they give Lower Decks a shot, they they still like this. I, I've seen that happen more often than not. Now, there's still people who are just like, Kurtzman, bad. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and they you're don't never going to win. A shot. You're never going to win with those people. But... Yeah, if you're not a new Trek fan, you should at least give Lower Decks a shot because it's funny, it's in-depth, it knows what makes Trek great, and it tries yes. to deliver it in a, through a humor, humorous lens. Yes, and who would have thought comedy on Star Trek would really work? Mike McMahon really freaking nailed it. This show is brilliant. Absolutely. It is a love letter. Like you said, it's a love letter to 90s Trek. So like you said, to the older school fans who want their old Trek, Look, that's great. It's still there. You can still watch that. And then you've got this, which I feel is icing on the cake. Now, speaking as uh, a love letter to the 90s, we're getting a, we're going to get a lot of TOS references in this episode. Indeed. In yes. Mugatu Gumato season two, episode four. So are you ready? Let's get into this. Let's go. So as we always do with uh, Paramount Plus, we pause after you see the rating yes. so after you see tv 14 or whatever it's rated we hit pause and you should too we'll do a countdown of three two one hit play and then we'll be synced up all right ready Here we to go. go yeah all right three two one play all right so when i saw the tv 14 rated for uh sexuality i was just like oh hey <laughs> maybe we'll see time. Uh, Maybe we'll see a little sexy time with Tindy or something. Oh, no, it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so right away, we've got so many little subtle references, like the treadmills. We're playing Ambu Jitsu. Yeah. And yeah, going nuts. I have a theory about Mariner and why she is such a badass 
in combat. She trained with okay, Klingons. Well, she we do know that she has a lot of Klingon friends and that she's very chummy with them. So it's kind of probably yeah. like a Dax thing, you know? Oh, sure. Hey, I never, I did not make that relation, but absolutely. Yeah. Maybe she even trained with Worf because there's that far-fetched theory oh, that maybe just maybe it, she was on Deep Space Nine. Maybe she even was on the Enterprise when she was little with her mom. Her mom served. It's possible. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Yes. I feel like Shax is everybody in the 21st century on their freaking phones all the time. <laughs> Don't mind wait, me. Did you say, I'll wait. Did you say she was on Deep Space Nine when she was a kid? Wait, no, I'm sorry. Say? I said she was on the Enterprise possibly when <sighs> she, like her mom might have been serving on the Enterprise, but she was there because she was, you know, she's family. But, and then maybe she grew up and then went over to DS9 in an earlier assignment. And hey, Worf! I could totally see her reuniting with Worf and getting onto the holodeck and getting into some serious combat. Because I, th- I think we did go through some timeline stuff where when the Enterprise, Enterprise D was destroyed, I think Mariner would have been at the Academy. I think we went through the timeline. Yeah, if you do the Something math, the like timeline that. is a little fuzzy. It's possible, but kind of unlikely. But maybe like, like early Enterprise? I mean, we could say early Enterprise. Yeah, you could. It's plausible. It's. It, I'm not ruling it out. Yeah. So one thing that we missed in the intro is, did you notice on the far left-hand ship, there's a face in there now? That's new. No. Yeah, go that. back for I'll that. I'll have to go back and watch that. So are you... Neither of us are big... Oh, that's right. I forgot about this. Denoblians. So we have we have Denoblians. Finally, we yes. need more Denoblian love in Star Trek. It's so true. They are so under the radar, and they're such a cool species. I want to know so much more De- about them. I guess Denoblian, not Denoblian. It, yeah, I said it my wrong, bad. and then you picked it up. <laughs> and then I, I echoed that. It's all I, your fault. I, I fell on my tongue. Okay. So okay, Mugatu. I'm not the biggest TOS fan, and neither are you. Not particularly. Not compared to how many times I've watched other series. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of these references were lost on me. <laughs> like the changing <laughs> of the names and everything like that. Like, I've seen it, obviously, but it was so long ago that I saw them. Yes. Yeah. When I watch Star Trek, it's very rare that I go to TOS. And when I do, it's very specific episodes. So, okay, why are they bandaged? Rutherford and Boimler are bandaged. After their fight. This is 24th century medicine. Come on. Come <laughs> you know, on. Like, I know true. they're supposed to say, like, oh, they got roughed up. But yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Star Trek. Like, no, you, like, it, you have to be, like, near death in order to get any kind of futuristic bandage. This is um, so true. And they just got roughed up by Mariner a little bit. Yeah. I mean, a broken nose should be no problem when in Star Trek Four Bones could save Chekhov's brain with a little device. And grow a kidney with a pill. Like, come on, yeah. guys, come on. Yeah, yeah, I get the sentiment, but you're absolutely right for calling this out. We don't need it. Like, Boimler even has a black eye. Why? Let's just get a thermal <laughs> regenerator. I, I mean, like, may, uh, maybe the in-universe reason is uh, Dr. Tana was, was just like, yeah, you'll be fine. I'll just, I'll fix the tooth, but you gotta, right. yeah. you gotta do the rest. Suck it up. <laughs> I could hear her saying that. I love the dramatic lighting. When he yes, in it's very good. 
Yeah, so visually. I really expected a Section 31 reference, but it was mainly just Starfleet Black Ops. I want to know the difference between Black Ops and Section 31. Good call. Is Black Ops a branch of Section 31? I think it's unrelated to Section 31. I think it's because mm. it, I feel like it would be like Black Ops would kind of be because we have Black Ops in the States that people mm-hmm. know about but don't know about. But like Section right. 31 is totally off the books at this point in time. Yeah. Oh, you know what? This scene right here with Mariner playing the, what do you call that? Where you go between your fingers, you st- try, try to avoid stabbing yourself. I, She's got a dagger. I only on know dagger. it from Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the name of that dagger, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep you your know pips on, Billups. <laughs> yeah. I really want to see more Billups in this show. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we need to get to know this guy. Oh, we got a Tuvok reference, Dominion War, Dominion War reference. Yes. I love that there's a, there's a, a spotlight on Mariner. Because <laughs> that's totally how it works in the bar. <laughs> I need to look up what desalinated uh, paviatic fluid is. It's probably something <laughs> like, I don't know, something ridiculous. I love Tindy. I love Dr. Ta'ana. And I'm, I'm so I'm glad she's getting more. Tindy. Yes, <laughs> yes. We get a lot of Dr. Ta'ana this, uh, this episode. And it really pays off towards the end of the episode. 100%. Like, I really love that stuff towards the end. Yes. Uh, I, I kept thinking of you the entire time I was watching this. this <laughs> and I was thinking of my cats because she gets very cat-like. I really like Tindy in this episode too, though. She... And I hate to say this, unlike other characters on this show, I think is growing as a person. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I think they're trying to grow Mariner. They're just doing it slowly. You think so? Because I feel like, especially toward the end of this episode, I think it's just further proof that for all that she goes through, she has learned nothing. She's still the same old person. When she tries to start more rumors... Uh, well, I guess you're right. Like, but at the same time, though, I feel like, like towards the end, like when Mariner like praises Boimler and Rutherford for using their brains and you know talking about how awesome they are, I feel like she didn't feel threatened by it. She didn't like try to shuffle shuffle it off like she could have done it. Like she actually oh, gave yeah. them legitimate praise, and also okay, felt yeah. hurt about them thinking that the negative of her, even if she started the rumor. Um, (laughs) So I feel like that's kind of a growth where like, because I feel like season one Mariner would have kind of just been the badass and like, I don't need anybody. And if you're along for the ride, sure. Maybe I, okay. You make a really good point. Maybe she is getting a little more vulnerable, especially with Boimler and Rutherford (laughs) and Tendi. Like she really, I think is at this point. Oh, sorry. It's okay. She's, I think, legitimately trying to establish like real actual friendships with these people. And maybe she hasn't Absolutely. made that effort before. And I'm sorry, and what I were you saying? I think we got that glimpse. No, 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 no. It's, there's a delay. I like, but no, there's <laughs> a, uh, but no, I, th- I think like when she's in the trap later on, she's, she kind of lets down the barrier a little bit and says, like, oh, well, I couldn't, re- I, didn't, I didn't really have any other friends. And because I kept, that's why I'm good at martial arts, because you can do it by yourself. And so yep, I feel like she's exactly. letting Boimler, Rutherford, and Tindy in. So I feel like that's kind of the growth. What I was talking about earlier was 
of course Shax is the type of guy who licks the manure who like licks the tongue <laughs> of course to, to, to figure out where things are I love it yes um, it wouldn't be a lower deck Ferengi we do we get the laser whip Ferengi and they even call it out later on yes <laughs> these are not quark are you, Ferengi like, yeah are you holdovers from the last outpost Ferengi <laughs> <laughs> it's so good very, very like it's a little in your face, but at the same time, if you know, you're going to laugh. What I do I kind do of like, like though, they... these Ferengi have more quark-like outfits. They they don't have the last outpost yeah. garb necessarily. They just have the whips. Yeah, they have the checkered, like right there, they have the checkered tunic. Yeah, exactly. And everything like that. Uh-huh. No, it's perfect. So has quark started some fashion trends? That's what I want to know. Well, later on, like she says, like, have you ever heard of Quark? And he goes, of course I've heard of Quark. And like in that yeah. right there, it's just like, oh, man. You know, like Quark is hitting right? the big time because we've seen him. He's franchised. He's a big True. deal now. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe he's, he's... A, maybe he's a style icon. Oh, he's a Ferengi influencer. Oh, damn. You just it less <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> Sorry, I went there. <laughs> so, oh, right, right there. Okay, so like the... The the Mugatu like hit a Ferengi with a horn and like yellowish orange stuff came out. Yeah, have is we that, ever are seen we their blood? To believe that that's yeah. Is that are we supposed to believe that that's their blood or is that like a holdover from an infection from like the horn? I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. When we saw t- uh, not Tendi, <laughs> Mariner basically like it looked like she was attacking Shaxx. I had a genuine WTF moment there. Like, what is she doing? And it works so beautifully with this story, maybe lending just a little bit of, oh, maybe she isn't who she says she is. Very Voyager conspiracy-esque here. It's building so well. Yes. Like, I I, I did have, like, a what the hell moment. But at the same time, I was just like, it's going to be the classic sitcom misunderstanding, misdirection trope. Right. You know, of like- course. Yeah, there's going to be a plausible explanation. We just don't know what it is yet. And yet it's done so beautifully. I'm just like, I don't care. We'll find out. It's great right now as it is. I like that we're seeing Boimler and Rutherford together. Heck yeah. Last week we had Girls Trip. Now we've got Bro Ventures. I, I love that they're mixing it up more. I think it's they definitely saw what... I don't want to say what went wrong but in season one. But I, I do want to say a kind of a rut that they got into with season one. Yeah. This is what was missing from season one. So is he a Tellarite? He's a Tellarite, right? Yes. That's the impression I got. Okay. Yeah. I have, I have five books on Mugatus and then we find out, no, I just read five books. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. The uh, overinflated wannabe expert. We know people like this. They're so overconfident. I love how enthusiastic Rutherford gets. He's like, you're the best, <laughs> <Yes>. Patingi. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, he and Tendi, there's a reason why they have such a great friendship because they both have such enthusiasm. But that said, it really does seem like Boimler and Rutherford have a, like a real good bond. They have a genuine a friendship A real here. kinship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Me because too. Because you have Rutherford and Tendi who clearly have a kinship. But then they're exploring the Boimler Rutherford, which is great. Mm-hmm. And you obviously have Rutherford and Tindy. One thing, and but one thing that you don't really have is you have Boimler and Tindy or Rutherford and Mariner. So hopefully we'll explore that in the future this season. Ooh, this is 
yeah, we need to see those two working together. That would be great. (laughs) (laughs) So all, all she needed to do was just scan some DNA off a glass? Uh, apparently. And okay, this is a great allegory for right now in what we're experiencing in our time here. We have 24th century people afraid of a scan. The same way people just don't want to deal with a shot. And I was wondering if this was like a low-key anti-vax message. Well, just, yeah, people being resistant to any kind of medical treatment. And it's so easy. It's not going to even hurt you. (sighs) Okay, so this scene coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We've got uh, two Mugatus. Yeah, they're they're mating. And then a third comes and, in. <laughs> and just when you think it can't get any worse. <laughs> or any weirder. It does. <laughs> like, they're straight up. Just, yeah. Mugatu, just, oh. like, it's an accepted thing. Like, if all you have to do is ask if you want to watch. They're just really into it, I guess. It's like, this is... <laughs> I, I, I am beyond. I know this is a commentary podcast, but I'm. I don't have any words here. <laughs> like, there's a hand signal for. Can I watch you two go at it? And then he strokes his horn. <laughs> he strokes. He that's stroked the funniest part. Shark. Yes, that's the funniest horn. freaking part, man. I love it. I love it. That's so now much. in my brain. That's never leaving. That's there <laughs> forever in my brain. Pretty sure that was the idea, Tristan. <laughs> oh, You'll man. never forget. It's taking up valuable space in your brain now. <laughs> I, lo- I love this very short clip of the like Frankie and Annette sort of yeah. holodeck oh, yeah, adventure. Exactly. Yeah, very I cute. I was expecting a little bit more uh, tendy uh, shenanigans. I was expecting a little bit more of her, more seamlets of her trying to get those scans. I was I was a little disappointed we didn't get a few more. Oh, really? I thought it was a very good yeah. balance. Like we got just enough and I was curious as to who they were going to show us on that list. Cuz the two that got mm. my eye were uh Van or I'm sorry, not Van Jet. Why did I think Van? Jet. Uh, vehicles, yes. Yeah, Jet and then of course at the very bottom, Patient 08.019, knowing that that would be a thing. Now, did you have any inclination as to who that was going to be before the reveal? Yes, I did. Ex- I thought it was going to come f- full circle and come back to Dr. Ta'ana. Yeah, I did too. I wasn't mad though that it was, it wasn't a giveaway, but it was kind no, of obvious. No, I didn't, I wasn't like, it wasn't eye rolly at all. Like I didn't think like, oh, of course it's going to be Dr. Ta'ana. I was just like, oh, I was like, I wonder if it's going to come back to her and it's going to be that weird thing where maybe it's a, a if it's even more commentary on the anti-vax situation where like even medical professionals are trying to say like no no i don't want it yes and historically we have seen doctors making the worst patients in star trek yeah right i'm oh yeah we've seen that a lot in star trek yeah then i don't know if that's true to life necessarily in real life but if we have any people who work in the medical field if you have any insight on that, let us know. Go to thenerdparty.com slash contact and fill out the form and uh, give us your two cents. Or just talk to us about Star Trek. That's fine. Yes, that's absolutely fine.
<laughs> so yeah, I like that she like said like in this moment where she's trapped, it's not like oh god we're screwed. It's no, it's up to you. You guys can do it. Yeah, like I really. She's like that. very enthusiastic too. Like kick their asses, and she doesn't specify how. She's not telling them what to do. They've got to come up with it on their own. And I love that they realize that they're stronger using their brains rather than their brawn. They each excel in their own thing. Mariner's really good at physically kicking ass. So this is this is what kind of confused me. She's like, oh, I, you know, I searched the serial number. It didn't come up. Wondering what's going on. And it's on the wall. And she couldn't find it. Like, it's, like, it's on the wall. So it's in the system. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it uh, maybe, maybe it's like her username or something. And she's logged in but on that just, panel or something. <laughs> It's just super, yeah, it's just super weird that it wouldn't come up, but yet it's in the system because it's on the wall. This is true. I'm being nitpicky, but still. Yeah, nevertheless, I think they're trying to show that Tendi's being diligent about this. She is trying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A lot's changed since slightly earlier today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we find out that she has a, her tail is through her pants. Yes. I don't think we've ever seen that before, right? Uh, if we have, it's been like, you know, two second little glimpse, but we're getting a lot of, we're getting a lot of it right here. Just the way she's moving very cat-like. Now for the record, this is exactly the type of thing that happens when I have to corral my cats and take them to the vet. So this is very accurate. So she's just going to straight up give him a shuttle and then lie to Starfleet and say that. Like, this is a big deal. Like, she gave yeah. away Federation technology and to, then lied about it. Oh, my gosh. Freeman is burying herself in lies. Have you noticed that? This is, like, this is the kind of thing where there's a few things here and there where Lower Decks takes maybe a few too many liberties when it, okay, when yeah, it comes yeah. to Federation law and... In what we're used to Starfleet officers doing. Like, I love that this is just Lower Decks is an amped up hyper reality of Star Trek. We get yes. it. Like, it's like we have to assume that these events happened, but not as crazy as we see it. You know, like, it's just <laughs> it's an it's exaggeration. A it's a cartoon. It's an exaggeration. But yes. that, that's a big deal. To like uh, just, yeah. Just, I mean, because like when really, they did yeah. it in Relics. Like when Picard gave Scotty the shuttlecraft in Relics, you know, I like he, he was he's a Starfleet officer. I'm assuming he got it approved from the Federation and Starfleet and everything like that. But this was just like straight up going to give it to a rando and then lie about it. Yeah. Like there's weapons on that thing. There's. Ah. Right. Yeah. There's phasers. There's all sorts of technology. Is, is that OK? <laughs> it probably isn't. I'm looking forward to at this point. Freeman having to face the music because she has lied before. She's trying to make things look really good on the Cerritos when everything is anything but good. (laughs) They're up to their shenanigans. Yeah. How is that going to play out? So we like this is a throwback of Kirk creating the cannon. Yes. But. It's a projector for the ultimate PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I love it so much. Classic Rutherford and Boimler. <laughs> Very much. It's the perfect solution for them. 
I really love the way this story comes together. It plays to everybody's strengths. It makes sense that things resolve the way they do. It's just really well constructed. And I like at first I had this I had this kind of this little knee jerk reaction where I was like, oh, don't put them in a zoo. Don't make a zoo. But then when oh, they, yeah. they emphasized it was a preserve and then they showed them at the end where the Megatus were running free and happy. And like the Frankie said, we serve them now. Like it's a <laughs> definitely a 180 turn and sure. probably too much of a 180 turn. But I appreciated it from my bleeding heart liberal sensibilities of, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. And as an animal lover, I feel the same way because honestly, seeing at the very beginning how the Ferengi were mistreating the Mugatu, it's a little distressing because you know that happens in real life and I hate it so much. Oh, man. So, Ooh, doubling Jackson. down on Dr. Ta'ana Ta- and Shaxx. Yeah. Do you ship it? Getting busy. Sure. <laughs> I don't want to see it, but it can I, exist. I'm sure at some point we'll hear it. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Just like that. a lot of a lot of screeching and and like thumping around, falling over. Absolutely, lots thump, of shaking. Don't say thumping. <laughs> Things are going to fall over on the shelves. So it is crazy to me. He is a four star admiral. Yep, and she's lying and to his face. Yeah, even even though they're husband and wife, still and it's just crazy the despair. It's so crazy, the disparity, though, on rank. Oh, like, yeah. It makes me wonder, like, is he a great deal older than her? Like, is it... Oh, you know, I, I know. know. I've got a theory on that. I think the reason why Mariner and Freeman clash so much is because they're a little too much alike. I think Freeman mm-hmm. has had her own mishaps and been demoted maybe a few times. So the fact that she's worked her way up to captain is an achievement, considering what she may or may not have done can't prove anything. Interesting. That is a lot of Mugatu dung. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do with all that? Really? That container is not enough. So one thing... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it was just like... I was like, they couldn't let Mariner not win. (laughs) Like, the writers just have this... It's almost like... and And guys, don't take this the wrong way. But it's almost like a little bit of the Michael syndrome in Discovery. Oh, where sure. Michael she's has always... to be the she always has to be the peak of everything. She's the smartest, she's the strongest, she's the bravest. She's gotta and save the universe. They couldn't have just she's gotta save the universe. And so it's the kind of the same with Mariner. Like they can't even give Boimler and Rutherford a board game win. Yeah. Like, Mariner has a... to be the one kicking ass. I kind of had a problem with that because I thought oh, Boimler and Rutherford are really going to grow from this experience only to have them feel like they've got serious cases of imposter syndrome still. Like, God, no, guys. Yeah, that was a little, I thought that was a little weird. Like that was like, come on, guys, come on, writers, let it go. Like that kind of, that part of it kind of sucked. I just thought, no, let them grow just a little bit, please. Let them learn something. No, we're not going to do that. But you know what? Maybe in the next episode, because this one's done. This one's done. We got credits. And everyone, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you liked our commentary. And please, uh, if you can, 
If you have the time, go to Apple Podcasts and give us a review. We'd love to hear from you guys. It really does help people find us. It really helps out the show. It's a big way that you can help us out with very little effort. And uh, if you want to write to us, uh, Shar told you how to do it. And you can also find us on social media um, at Join Nerd Party on Twitter, uh, The Nerd Party on Facebook and Instagram. You can also find us personally. You can find me at The Insane Robin on, on Twitter. You can find at The Oh, The Profanity. Um, oh, wait. Well, you have multiple ones now. Which I one do. do you promote now? Well, I my personal Twitter is Oh, The Profanity. Always has been. But I also have a more work account where I talk about like nerdy coding stuff and that is Shar writes code nice so check the check that out and uh tune in next week where we'll have episode five of season two man we're almost halfway ah! join the revolution join the nerd party